There are two main ways in which we know about um, ancient Greek theatre from classical Athens where all the plays were originally produced. The first is the actual texts themselves. We're incredibly lucky, if you think about it, that we've got no fewer than 30 uh, texts of Greek tragedies and we've got 12 or 14 of Greek comedies. That's a very great deal. I mean, that's almost equivalent to what we've got of really good Renaissance drama. We also have ancient sources that tell us about drama, about the funding and the politics and the organisation of theatre. There's also the archaeological remains, um, remains of theatres themselves. There's also quite a few good pots. The ancient Greeks loved to paint theatrical scenes and scenes from their famous myths on vases. And, and we think they probably actually sold them at sort of touristy shops near the theatres so you could take one home with you after you've been to see the play. The actual context is the Festival of Dionysus, which happens annually in around our March or April, which is when the sailing season starts and people can come from all over the Greek world. It is a massive event. It's like, it's like the Olympics, um, plus um, the Oberammer Gown mystery plays, plus the Super Bowl, all rolled into one. The Greeks loved competition. In, in every aspect of their life, they competed. Um, and in the Festival of Dionysus, each of the three uh, tragic playwrights would be competing against one another uh, and each would be sponsored by a rich man who would pay for the production uh, simply for the, the glory of the state. Uh, and then a, a jury, specially selected, would vote on what they thought was the best play. If, you're, if your team won, your name and the playwright would be inscribed on the wall in the theatre and be remembered forever. There was no money, it was about glory and that's why people did it. There were three types of drama in ancient Greece, tragedy, comedy and satyr plays. There's theatre where the masks are quite ugly and the characters are quite low class and, and it's comedy, it's funny. Then there's tragedy where the characters are very beautiful usually, the masks as we see them on painted on vases are, are exquisitely lovely to look at very often and that is tragedy. After each three tragedies on each day, there'd also be a thing called a satyr play. A satyr was a mythical beast, half man, half goat, and these were very rude comedy plays. Antiquity decided that there were four really classical Greek playwrights. There were three tragedians and one comic poet, Aristophanes. The three tragedians were called Aeschylus, Sophocles and Euripides. They were all Athenian citizens. They all worked to produce their great plays in the same century, the fifth century before Jesus Christ. Traditional Greek theatre was open air and was built into the side of a hill. So the spectators sat in a semicircle up the hillside and at the bottom of the hill was a flat area called the orchestra, which is Greek for dancing space, where the chorus would have performed. And behind that, a raised stage area and some buildings for the actors. Some modern theatres have been deliberately built in order to imitate, in some respects, the ancient Greek theatre. The Olivier Theatre at the National, for example, was actually um, modelled on Epidaurus, which is the best and earliest surviving stone theatre on, on a big scale in ancient Greece. This means that you have an approximately circular space, which is, is open and extends to some extent into the audience, and you have tiered seating in a, in a semicircular or horseshoe 
shape around it that rises up. As an actor working on a stage like the Olivier, uh, because of the, the wraparound nature of the audience, uh, it feels like you are connected more strongly to the people you're trying to communicate with and tell the story to. Masks are another aspect of the theatre that students find puzzling why they did it and there are all kinds of false stories you might hear about why they did them. Um, they wore masks because it was a religious ritual and because that was the way it had always happened. If you've ever seen um, certain kinds of African dancing, which is actually related to Greek theatre in some ways, the mask is part of it. You're worshipping Dionysus, part of worshipping Dionysus is you wear the mask of the reveller, you wear the mask uh, of, the of the celebrator of, of the theatre in that way. The mask was also really useful because it enabled you to change character and only three performers performed all the speaking roles in Greek theatre and so you come on with a different mask with different hair and so on. The chorus is one of the hardest aspects of Greek drama for modern audiences to relate to. It's important to realise that Greek drama grew out of a long-standing tradition of choral song and dance. The ancient Greek chorus serves two fundamental uh, roles for the whole theatre experience. The first is just um, fun. It's wonderfully exciting. The ancient Greeks always talked with great excitement about the moment when the chorus would start up. You had 12 um, incredibly well-trained, singing, dancing uh, young men dressed up in all sorts of exotic costumes and masks doing really excellent performances pretty much like you see in a West End musical, to be perfectly honest. I mean, it might be sad, but that's the sort of skill and excitement that you'd have liked. So it's not a matter of a boring interlude between the real action at all, it's actually highlights. The other thing that the chorus did, though, was provide the perspective of the community on what was happening. So we don't just get Creon and Antigone fighting about whether there's a burial, we get the citizens of Thebes the whole city actually represented by those 12 citizens. So Greek tragedy is fundamentally political because it's got this constant interaction between all of us and the top guys. And that is something that's very much missing from many later types of theatre. When you get to be involved in doing a, a Greek play or, or, or something to do with the Greek theatre, you're, you're going right to the very soul and beginnings of all of drama. That's a great feeling to be part of something that was and is still very, very important to traditional storytelling. 